0: To cinema. Okay, Cinema Yugen, today I have, I'm not going to let my audience uh, sit idly and uh, stumble off into madness, effective immediately, I'm going to introduce you to my very special guest, he's a man who knows, uh... Well, a little bit more about Superman 4 than most. And he's on a quest at the moment to restore Superman 4 to uh, see it return to all its glory. Martin Lakin, welcome to Cinema yeah. Well, good morning from the UK and uh, good evening to you, sir. How are you? Good. Good to have you, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you. Superman 4, like we were just talking, yeah. we started. Feels like a long time ago, Superman Four, but um, I've got an, like I was listening. I was listening to you uh, in a few other interviews, and you were pointing out a little, few little fun facts. You know, little throwaway facts about Superman Four that, that not a lot of people know, and, and, and maybe some people don't bring up. One is is Jim Broadbent is in it. People n- n- rarely point out that very, very young Jim Broadbent is in it. Another interesting fact, have you seen the TV movie Not A Penny More, Not A Penny Less?
1: I haven't. Um, but, uh, yes, in terms of Jim Broadbent, that was his uh, screen debut, I believe. It was his first yeah. picture. Um, anyway, there's,
0: there's, a... TV, there's a TV movie based on Jeffrey Archer's book, Not A Penny More, Not A Penny Less. It had a big cast. Right. Um, Ed Asner, Ed Begley Jr., Jen, Jenny Agata. Um Right. Ironically, and here's my little interesting Superman Four tidbit: there's a Canadian, okay. there's a Canadian actor in the movie named Nicholas Colicos, and Nicholas Colicos plays uh, a character called David Kessler in the story. He's one of the first people to be conned by Ed Asner's. Um, Fraudulent businessmen. Ironically enough, Nicholas Polikos is the guy who makes who makes Clark Kent look like a, a weak uh, wuss in the gym when Mariel Hemingway takes him to the gym. Oh, so
1: he's Paul the trainer, is he?
0: The trainer. Yeah. No,
1: no pain, no gain.
0: Nick, yeah, Nick Nicholas Kolikos and
1: right, uh, right, right,
0: right. Yeah, and another interesting fun fact: in the same. TV movie, not a penny more, not a penny, penny less. Another character in that is um, a bloke named, um, I wrote it down because I'm terrible with names, uh, James Briggsley. And the actor who played James Briggsley is Brian Pothero, And Brian Pothero was in the first Superman. He's actually the pilot that when Superman saves the plane, he goes, what the hell happened? Did we get our injured back?
1: Ah, and yes. He,
0: he plays in not a penny more, not a penny less. He plays James Brinkley. Um, Yeah, so two Superman, ironically, now looking back with years and all the knowledge we have of watching too many movies, you go, hey, those, I wonder if those two guys, when they met on the set, they say, hey, well, you were in a Superman movie once, so was I?
1: I think back then, especially, it was an incredibly small world in terms of um, performers, because uh, I don't think that in the UK where these things were shot, I don't think that we were bursting at the seams with American performers. So I think that between looping and finding some genuine Americans, that's why I think um, that chap shows up quite a few. uh, The guy who plays Hornsby, he was in Superman 2 as well. Yeah. Um yeah. and Bill Hoopkins, uh, he gets recycled quite a bit. <laughs> so,
0: and even <laughs> it's even, always nice and, to see them. Even Sam Wanamaker who played uh, Daddy Warfield, he was actually in another movie where uh, Christopher Christopher flew but not as Superman. It was a movie called The Aviator.
1: In The Aviator, that's quite yeah. right. Yes, directed yes, yes, yes,
0: by, yes. Um, Directed by the other Australian George Miller, not Mad Max George Miller, but Man from Snowy River, Never Ending ending Story Mm. 2, George Miller. Mm. Um, Yeah, and Sam Wanamaker was in that movie too. So With with Christopher Reeve. But um, Mm. Restoring Superman 4, I just watched it again uh, prior to our discussion, watched all the deleted scenes. You know, actually one of my favourite moments that I wish was in the film from the deleted scenes Is the scene where he rescues the little girl from the tornado? That would have been, I think, finished. That would have been like a really great moment in that. You know, well,
1: actually, that was finished. That. (laughs) that
0: Oh, that's the the version. Okay. Yeah, the
1: version, the version that you saw um, Mm -hmm. is from the uh, test print, so it's included in the deleted scenes. But for us in the UK and for most of Europe, that was included in the picture, so its absence in the subsequent releases was a shock to the rest of us. So I was like, oh, hang on a second, where's the tornado scene? And where is the uh, the scene in Red Square with the missile? Those were, right. um, from from the outset, they were in the cinematic release, they were in the theatrical release, sorry, and mm. they were in the uh, VHS release subsequently. So um, yeah, it, it's only uh, from 2006 onwards that they have been um, uh, cut also. From uh, the worldwide uh, releases, so yeah, it's a that's right. a that's a disappointment. It's a very good scene. I quite agree. And you know who that is, don't you? The little girl.
0: Mm. Hey. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's his, that's his daughter.
0: Yeah, I, it's incredible.
1: Yeah,
0: I, it's great. But uh, yeah, like like you say, it's um, look. I never I never looked at Superman four with uh, with cynicism. I mean. Uh, Like you, uh, I come from an age, uh, as as few listeners might know, and that's when, uh, like you've said on other interviews, that superhero movies once used to be few and far between. So when they came, uh, they were events. It didn't really matter who the superhero was, if you liked superheroes. Now, if you're a Superman fan, a suffering uh, Superman fan, there were long... Uh, long drops between drinks and uh, when a Superman movie came out, I mean, hell after Superman 4 it would be not until, you know, 2000 was it 2006 before we saw uh, Superman return, literally in Superman Returns. But It turned
1: out to be quite prophetic in the end, didn't it? Because the last line in Superman 4 is see you in 20 and lo and behold, uh, there comes Brandon Reed later yeah. on. So, yeah, it was a uh, pretty
0: professional it's, it's, it's not like, I mean, and it's not like in the interim and everyone knows the uh, the stories in the interim of, of all the, the attempts to get Superman to fly again. And uh, now, just like Spider-Man and Batman, he's a character that's going to be ripe for constant reinvention. It seems we're going to have a new Superman movie every couple of years. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Personally, you know, and I might be too grey in the gills but i think you can have too much of a good thing wouldn't you say
1: oh absolutely it, it's exactly as you say the whole um uh, what people used to look forward to i remember the the gap between empire strikes back and return of the jedi being a, hmm. an, an age and it wasn't really it was only a couple of years <laughs> um but you know just like the bond films they would they would uh they would get these things out every every few years and okay. after 83 uh, with superman 3 and chris's disappointment in that it didn't seem likely that there was going to be a 4 at all anyway but you know if you read, if you see interviews from the time he says himself that you know people think you are him anyway right. you might as well do something solid and creative with him you've <laughs> now after three three pictures in you've got the, all the power in the world to do that so why don't you go ahead and do it and that's precisely what he did um but yeah Post Superman Four, that period between eighty-seven and two thousand six, what a dreadful time that was! Trying to get the the thing to come together. anybody that's um, that's interested in the character will know all about Tim Burton's abandoned attempt.
0: Hmm. Uh,
1: we had Superman Lives, we had Superman Flyby, uh, all these scripts that were that were thrown out there that didn't. If you've read them, they're online. If you if you can be uh, yeah, sure. if you're interested in reading them, but you know they they never quite captured the spirit of um what had gone before and i think that that was recognized pretty early on and even pretty late on when it came to tim burton's attempt that they just i think they warner's got scared and pulled the plug because it's like this franchise as it was dated as it is now was so beloved at the time and it was still kind of raw and i think that switch up that that dramatic change that burton had planned having Nicolas Cage in the role and doing all this you know this gothic stuff that he visually spectacular of course if you see the concept art from it Mm. but I think that Warners were still too, Warners themselves were still too touched as you know the audience were Mm. by what had gone before to to accept such a dramatic change and I I really think that's what happened Mm. Um, I don't think that it was down to anything uh, that um, Burton had conjured up or or Cage had, had done I don't think it was anything to do with that I think it was Literally cold feet about uh, the the fact that audience probably were going to have a tough time accepting it.
0: Yeah, and it's and it's strange how uh, both Christopher Reeve and Nicholas Cage's Superman made a uh, an albeit brief but but an appearance in, in 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 a Flash movie recently. Oh dear, what a controversy that stirred up as well. Um,
1: it, the whole world seems to be happy with the fact that Nick appeared because, you know, Nicky's still with us, bless him. But, right. Uh, you know, the, the fact that we've we've digitised Christopher Reeve and had him appear for, you know, three or four seconds seems to have caused some kind of outrage with with certain folks. Yeah. You know what? It's, you know, obviously they would have got permission from their family to do it in case anybody's wondering about that. You can't do this kind of thing without um, hmm. getting that kind of thing done um, behind the scenes. But I don't think that, I, I think that... Call me a grey-and-the-gill cynic like yourself, but I think that, for me, Nick Cage's appearance as Superman in that was nothing less than uh, a promotion, an, an advertisement to yeah. say, look, look, folks, look what we've got here. This is what you could have won kind of thing. And yeah, yeah. If, if we stir up a huge fuss by having this appearance and everybody's talking about how awesome Nicolas Cage looks, then maybe we'll think about Going down that route as well because it's not like it used to be now. It, the whole the whole superhero uh, thing has blown wide open. There's multiverses. You can have any version of any character you want at any time ever, which has taken the mystique out of it for me completely. Because I oh. do you know, crossovers and all this kind of stuff that works really nicely in the comics. That Marvel, you know, have done a really good job of doesn't necessarily apply to everything else and it's a bit of an ungodly mess and the flash is proof of that entertaining as it was it, you know it didn't you, you, you've overcooked the, the pudding really because you're, you're trying to use these pictures as launch platforms for other you know lower tier superheroes and well, as excited as I was about the announcement that James Gunn is taking over for the, the new one um and the you know the possibilities you know the whole world is always true you he can do whatever he wanted with it and now i hear that he's going to involve crypto the super dog and there's going to be other superheroes launching and i'm just like well you know what he's a stronger you know, he's he's the original comic book character if you can't make a solo picture out of just him and whatever adversary you face is, and a romance story or whatever, then you probably shouldn't have it because you you haven't got faith enough in the source material to put it out there. He needs his own film, and you know if you're going to, especially if you're going to reboot the franchise as you are, you can't really factor in Man of Steel and things like that because that was a that felt like a Else World's take on it. And I think to be to be fair, I think that after the kind of People call Superman Returns a failure. I don't. think, I, it, it may have been in, uh, in box office terms, perhaps, hmm. but it, it, it wasn't. I don't think it was creatively bereft at all. I don't think it was awesome. No, nah. it was a, a whole bunch of a bunch of wonderful ideas quite well executed but again failing to capture that spirit that i think scared warners in the first place that didn't get them to shoot uh lives so i think there's a recognizable thread that runs all the way through it about about superman there's a a huge fear about not doing him right and uh, so when it comes back to gun and you, you know what we keep hearing about it i mean the whole business about firing henry cavill uh and then to replace him with a chap, you know, a good looking chap, but it's a good looking chap that looks just like Henry Cavill. So, you know, it it doesn't like a a bit like him. He looks exactly like him. And so you have to say to yourself, well, you know, he had the opportunity to go anywhere, any direction he wanted. He could have cast somebody that looks like Nick Cage. He could have cast somebody that that is completely off the wall. This was his opportunity. And the fans are watching closer than ever to this, the scrutiny that this particular picture is under. I mean, it's not like Batman because Batman has just spun off into something immense now. I mean, you've got how many different versions of him? I mean, The Flash was proof of that. I mean, you've, you've got ones from, you've got historical ones going back to Adam West and you've got the Robert Pattinson one now, which...
0: David George Clooney's coming come
1: And even George Clooney, that was my favourite piece of that film, you know, that's my favorite appearance when he showed up because he was just like, he was just there, you like know, he was in one of his coffee interesting, heads.
0: Interesting, interesting <laughs> Batman... Uh, detour here for a moment My wife had not seen either the Bal Kilmer nor the George Clooney Batman So right. I put them on You know just <clears throat> To see how she felt you know I personally you know I mean I <laughs> I think that If you gotta do Big budget Adam West I think they got close Right uh, You know uh, because It definitely they as, as as Tim Burton departed, they tended to lean more towards that old wham pow. I mean, that last one, all that was missing was wham pow Uh You know, maybe if
1: they'd have done that, maybe if they'd have included that, then the the jolt. Yeah. I just in, she personally her personal
0: point of view was they just needed to pick a side, dark or funny. Yeah. You know, absolutely. You,
1: yeah,
0: I mean, there is there is. There are good examples of dark and funny out there. But right. They, you know. <laughs> but it was interesting in another interview that you did, you were talking, about, you know, the uh, all the different, uh, you know, cuts of different film. you know, the, the, the Schneider cut of this and the Fury cut of that and the, uh, all these different edits that exist of the films that we think that we have seen, you know. Yeah. It is. It's quite amazing when you start to dive into. You know, you watch a film when you're young, and you accept right. it and you love it. And then you get older and you start to read about it and you you dig and you find as you have done, fans of you know not just of Superman, for but of the films that they love, their favourite films from youth. What can you speak to? What what it's like for you when you uncover like a like a almost like stumbling stumbling into a, a curiosity shop. And there all of a sudden is something that you've maybe heard about as a myth. And all of a sudden there it is.
1: I, t- I tell you now, the, the thrill
0: of uncovering stuff,
1: of finding uh, stuff that... Um, because it still happens. It happens to this day. Uh, and it's, the, it's not necessarily Superman 4, although... There are revelations to be had there all the time, but the whole the the franchise as a whole. I mean, the other day on Instagram, the the widow of one of the technicians that worked on Superman the movie just found an old photo in a box in a drawer of that uh, that uh, he'd taken of Chris on the flying rig being handed a cup of coffee, and that is, in archaeology terms, that's just that's like striking gold for Mm -hmm. somebody like me and you know the rest of the community. Mm -hmm. But in terms of Superman four, the 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 material out there was so rich. I mean, personally, I think the story of how it was made and how it kind of fell apart is mm-hmm. probably more interesting than the picture itself. Yeah. Uh, or at least, you know, the, there's, there's there's so much more to digest there because you have to cast your mind back to when these things were made. I mean, in 1986, when, oh. you know, people were working on it and this thing was put together. I mean, in any picture, they they shoot loads of material in and... Uh, the setups all day long and there's locations and we're going to do this and we're going to do that and we're going to you know we're going to cut out chunks of the script we're going to put a whole chunk of the script back in we're going to rewrite this and so to anybody that worked on it it's just another day at the office but all of that that gets left behind or all of the stuff that's excised Hmm. Um, especially in this case where it was deemed that you know you had to lose two reels from it which is tantamount to 40 minutes Hmm. based on the audience reaction then where does that stuff go and you know how much money was spent on all of that material to you know to go into the film and why was that you know why was that stuff in particular rejected and so just you know just with that alone you have enough to keep you going if you're interested for for months and then when you start uncovering the stills from it then when you start getting different accounts from different people that worked on it about what actually went on um and how disappointed they were and how much money was spent and you know the cold nights in November at Elshir Studios shooting this thing only to find out that it was never screened all the extras or the kids from the school in Milton Keynes that you know all got paid 10 quid to turn up on the day and you know shot uh, with Superman on wires as he came down to fly and then went to the cinema and you know their scene was missing you know so there's so much and part of and most of Restore Superman 4 seen as have started the, the Facebook page now, has been about, well, you know what, this is what the campaign is focused on. But to, if you're visiting and you want uh, to maintain your interest, I have so much stuff to share with you. You know, there's I have stuff going back 20, 30 years. That, you know, just as evidence to show that, yeah, this was shot because, you know, they, here's some behind the scenes photos of some, you know, poor blokes out on the on the back lot with fake buildings, dangling uh, puppets of uh, taxi cabs, you know, that were, were supposed to be um, levitating in the nuclear man battle. So mm-hmm. it, it's all there. And what I'm trying to do is kind of put it all out there so everybody can see what it is. So by the time that the you know I'm trying to build up some kind of excitement and, and anticipation, hmm. so Warner's can go you know God bless them they might have absolutely no idea but I think they do, I hmm. think they're they're quite aware they tend to be actually they tend to be watching even when nobody thinks they are and you know anybody on the internet's belly aching about well why don't they do so why don't they do this? well it's not as simple as that hmm. and as far as I know there are you know it's a can sitting on a shelf probably in dreadful condition, and it it just needs somebody to fetch it off the shelf and go, okay, let's, we're doing this next. Yeah. Uh, where do we start? And if that means, you know, pie in the sky, that they have to reach out and say, you know, come to a, a geek like me and say, do you know what, mate, we're, we're up, a, up a creek here. We don't, we don't know what, uh, maybe you could drop us in as to where this needs to be, or Definitely. we found this particular scene, but we don't know where it belongs. And I'd be all ears. You know, I'd, be, I'd I'd work for free, even though you know the Joker says you should never. Uh, but it, if it means getting it out there for people, because uh, and I, I keep saying this, it's we've not seen it all. It's not a bad movie. It was badly made. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know the, there is there is heart and soul in that picture that is is absent from so many contemporary takes on it. Uh, and it's a pure comic book film. It, it, it might Ooh. be a bit, a bit, of, a bit like Roger Corman's take on a comic book film, Ooh. but it is a, it's a pure comic book film nonetheless. You know, there are frames in that picture that are taken directly from seventies comic books with Kurt Swanart, and that's why you know it's one of the
0: many reasons why I adore it so much. Yeah, no, and it's it's true, and it's the, another thing about it is that um, the the different. For instance my for my the, the version of Superman the movie that I love, took a l- so long to come out on Blu-ray finally and it is the 3 hour TV version. I don't yes. Remember. Yes, yes, yes. That was that was the first version of Superman the movie I ever saw and that um, I had a a terrible VHS tape that lasted me l- longer than it should God bless it. And it still had a few ads in it, but that was the version of Superman that I loved, and it was very. Sad. Really, the when they always brought out, you know, nice versions and stuff like that. There was all the bits in it that I that I <laughs> that I loved that were cut out, like the bit where he uh, he tells Otis to feed the babies, right. and he lowers the yep. the thing, and it comes yep. back up, and it's just bones and stuff. And in the end, they were going to feed Miss Testbucker to the babies, and. Yep. Um, <laughs> And you know, versions would come out, and that would be missing in different parts, would be missing, and then finally they brought out, uh, God bless them, on Blu-ray that that version, and I believe they also did the same for the Superman two, um, three-hour cut, which has the bit where he goes back to the the that little diner and and beats the shit out of the guy that beat the shit out of him when he wasn't super- Right,
1: Right, right, right. And- See, that's all very interesting because for us, for the rest of us. It was the other way around. Oh, so really? the version, yeah, absolutely. The three version that you're familiar with. Right. Did not, I mean, for for, for many, uh, it was the first time they'd seen that. Okay. Uh, especially in Europe. Right. It was broadcast in the US. It was known as a KCOP cut, because that was a I think that was a station that broadcast it originally. Okay. Um, but I had certainly never seen that. Uh, right. and the first time I became aware of it was um, In fact, it might have been your copy of the video. It was that, poor, Uh, But somebody sent me about 20, 25 years ago a copy of VHS of this extended cut. And I sat through it and I was like, what in the hell is this? This is an absolute revelation because, you know, and it's my go-to version of it now. I I will not watch any other version of it because as far as I'm concerned, it's not sanctioned by Dick Donner. Uh, incidentally, it's not his cut of the picture, but um, I think you can't get enough of that film. No. And these days, where anything is anything and everything goes, having a three-hour version of of Superman the movies is a gift. Exactly, it is an absolute gift.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's up there with. They talk about um, well, Peter Bogdanovich said once that he had a conversation with them. Jimmy Stewart, and Jimmy Stewart described movies as uh, giving people little tiny pieces of time that they never forget. And certainly uh, one of the moments in cinema, not just a Superman movie that I think about constantly when they talk about uh, actors playing Clark Kent and Superman. And I think about this moment from the first Superman movie where Christopher Reeve does it without saying a single word. He's standing in Lois's living room and he's contemplating for a second and he takes the glasses off and Clark Kent turns into Superman and it's just posture. When he's Clark Kent, he's round-shouldered, he has no confidence. But in that one scene, he takes the glasses off and stands up a little bit straighter. And we see Clark Kent turn into Superman without yeah. seeing a single word.
1: Isn't it genius? Isn't it so clever?
0: Mm. And
1: it, it's kind of—I mean—that that scene in particular, that, that tiny little sequence—that you know, yeah, that, chills. That, that series of moves is kind of used as a template now. I I think that that it's kind of before anybody embarks on a, on a superhero project, they kind of use this as the the template for everything i mean it's the godfather of superhero films anyway but that particular nuance that you speak of the way that he, the way that chris the
0: way he stands up straight
1: stands up straight hmm. and then he he goes from this high register in his voice and lois there's something i have to tell you i'm really and then he goes i i i, I, I was and he's yeah. like he doesn't say a word. He just uses the posture. But yeah. the beauty of it is, is, that the audience are in on the whole gag because yeah. Lois is off camera. She's she's stage left, and we're and we're looking at the whole thing. And so we we feel like yeah. as an audience, we're brought into that. We feel like we know him a bit better because we're in on the joke. I mean, that's that's Donna. That's that's Donna up and down, and it's just that's why the first one works above and beyond any of the others because. They knew exactly what they were doing with this material because they, they had they had worked hard on it and they knew exactly what, what they wanted to get out of it, especially Chris, because he was kind of like, this is an opportunity here, or okay. I sense opportunity here. And, you know, I am i don't want him to be cardboard. I want him to have some kind of dimension. And a modern audience is never going to believe for a second that me putting on a pair of glasses and parting my hair on the other side is going to be tantamount to being another person. It just It's just not going to work. So I'm going to demonstrate my method in this scene of how I'm going to make the distinction between the two. And to this day, 40 years later, we're still talking about
0: it. Yeah. And the and the subtlety is incredible. Um, and I'm glad that you said of Superman 4, a bit that I still uh, get a, lump, a little lump in the throat is when I watch the scene where he gives the speech. <laughs> you know, especially... Absolutely. It starts when when Lois says, it, like, "You know, what's he going to say?" And she says something wonderful. Something wonderful,
1: yeah. Again, um, that was shot pretty late, I believe. Uh, yeah. That was a, a late addition to the script. Yeah. Um, and what it, it's it's a really atmospheric scene, mm. and he plays it as usual. He plays it as Superman with such sincerity and you know such sleight of hand, as John Williams used to say. Um, and, you know, again, you, as an audience, you're drawn into what he's saying because you, you kind of know where he's going with it. But, you know, when he says, effective immediately, I'm going to rid the planet of all nuclear weapons. I mean, the whole audience, I mean, I remember when I was a kid and I was watching it, everybody did the same thing. Everybody stood up and clapped like it was an exactly. actual occurrence. Exactly. It doesn't get any better than that,
0: does it? It was-, it was like the speech that Bill Pullman gives in Independence Day. Now, people might say Yes. This. But back in the day, and you were in the cinema when it happened. Oh yeah. Oh. And he said, "We will not go quietly into the night." Into the night. Everyone yeah. was like, "Fuck!" Oh. And yes, we will not go quietly into the night. Yeah, we won't vanish without a fight. But um, yeah. yeah, no it 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 still it still rouses me today. I find myself yeah. that little lump in the throat, you know, because Christopher yeah. Reeve's saying, you know, I'm going to rid our planet. I'm going to save us. You know.
1: Yeah. But yeah. it's the power, power of cinema, the way that it unites folks in that audience to one
0: to but, one And even, even the even last little speech, the moment of that speech, because it's kind of in two parts because there's another part at the end. Right. He says, you know, that there will be peace, you know, when the people of the world wanted so badly that their yeah. government will have no chance but to give it to them. No choice.
1: And it's because of that. It's because of these things and because of the threat of uh, sincerity that runs through it hmm. but I'm kind of this is what kind of compels me to say well you know what there's something really good at work here so yeah. the least we can the least you can do is show us the whole thing right. yeah you know, if if it doesn't add anything even though I know the for a fact that it will if it doesn't add anything to the 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 picture overall at least yeah. we've got the whole thing okay. and just like we've we've been discussing about Superman the movie with that three-hour cut, hmm. in the absence of that and the, and the other versions to which you describe all well, the theatrical cut as the rest of us know it, um, they're great, they're fine. But you know, without the whole picture, you can't really make uh, a final judgment on it. And that's all I'm trying to say. It's you true. know, I'm not I'm not any kind of any kind of zealot when it comes to these things, and I'm not making any demands. I'm just saying to saying to Warner's and anybody anybody else all listen that and look, you know this I'm is not... a, this was actually. A, a really good project. And, and I think you you know, if you have it, then you know, you could do worse than put it out there for the rest of us.
0: Oh sure. And 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 I think it's been proven by uh, Kevin Smith not that really long ago had a bloke released to him the Schumacher version of Batman Forever. Which I believe That's... at his at his own cinema. Like he said, we're not allowed to do this, but if you stick around after the QA we might watch a, a movie together. So Look, if that exists, there's got to be a version somewhere of this, of Superman. Yeah.
1: Isn't that great that he did that, though? I mean, you know, other people dream about, you know, scoring the winning goal at the World Cup and stuff, but for me, it's somebody sending me an anonymous package with, yeah. a, with a with a VHS tape in it that's got the full version, <laughs> and I play cool. it, and I'm, I'm I'm I just sat there with with tears rolling down my cheeks, and like you know we've done it kind of thing.
0: In in uh, in your quest for peace, your quest to repeace Superman Four, uh, where can our audience here at Cinema you Can go to better help the cause?
1: There are there's a lot of sites out there, but my one is hashtag Restore Superman Four. If you punch that into Facebook, it'll come right up. Um, I am the editor of Supermania, which is CapeWonderEurope.com. That's the website that uh, I've had for years now. And I've chronicled all of my Superman 4 findings on there. And I'm slowly in the process of of porting over stuff from the website to the Facebook page. And incredibly, it's gaining a new audience. You know, it's because it's, it's old material to me because, you know, I've, I've published already, but um, it seems to be really catching the imagination of most people. I, I didn't think the page, I thought the page would take a long time oh. to build up, um, but I'm already over a thousand followers and it's going so well. And, you know, Just... the stories I'm getting and the things I'm hearing from people, this was the first film I, my, you know, my parents ever took me to see when I was a kid. It's mm. a guilty pleasure, this. I love it, that, you know, you, you know. It's a a terrific community to be part of. And, you know, the common goal is to get the full version out there. Um, KateWonder.com oversees everything. Uh, My good friend Jim Bowers in the US. Uh, We are the... Between us, we're kind of like uh, uphold the Christopher Reeve legacy. Um, And this is, you know, this is a a fair-sized chunk of it. Um, And once, you know, hopefully when this actually gets out there we don't necessarily want to close the book on it because all it's going to do is force another great big round of discussion once uh, if oh. even, if it does ever reach us but um for the original superhero franchise i think it's very important that it's it's kept alive and it's and it's all there for us to see because they they're still sat on so much material from all four pictures not just the last one um and we'll keep going at them and just as you described with the Schumacher cut you know revelations pop up all the time and so uh and while they do, we'll be here on the end of it to uh, to make the best of them and to bring it to the rest of you.
0: That's fantastic, my friend. Get over to all those places and help restore Superman 4. Superman 4 will be restored when the fans of the earth want it so badly that Warner Brothers will have no choice but to give it to them.
1: There you thank go. Thank you very much. You it for myself.
0: <laughs> thank you very much for listening to Cinema Yugen. And thank my guest, Martin Lakin, Restore Superman 4. Thank you,
1: Mike. Thank you, thank you, Ken. All the best to you, Mike.